Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, this fourth and final segment of this Saturday's show. I think my voice is going to last the entire fourth segment. I wasn't sure at the end of the second segment whether it was going to last, and it is hanging in there. I have three different things I'm drinking. I'm drinking an ice with caffeine, which is cold. I'm drinking coffee, which is warm and feels so good on my throat, and I'm also drinking water. I am making it through. In this segment in our neighborhood spotlight, we're featuring Ansley at Pilgrim Mill and Cumming. Also, we're going to discuss that uh, a Missouri, 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 Missouri jury finds the National Association of Realtors, Keller Williams, and Berkshire Hathaway Home Services guilty of conspiring to inflate commissions. What in the world does that mean for the real estate industry? Will there be changes coming? And uh, first, let's jump into Ansley at Pilgrim Mill. It's a swim and tennis neighborhood. Other amenities include a basketball court and a playground. has good access to 400. It's five minutes from Central Park and coming. It's 10 minutes from Sw- to Swanee Mountain Preserve. It's 10 minutes to Cumming City Center, which is 75 acres between Canton Highway and Swanee Drive. It features shopping and dining areas. Also, has a plaza fountain that's atop the grand staircase. It's 15 minutes to Fowler Park, which is has a recreation center, and the amenities include um, fitness center, dance studio, indoor basketball, walking track, park amenity. It has everything you could possibly want. It's amazing. And it's also 15 minutes to Lake Lanier, so it is close to everything. For those who are unfamiliar with where the subdivision is located, You take 400 north to exit 16, which is Pilgrim Mill Road. You go left, you turn right on Antioch Road, left on Pilgrim Road, and then use the traffic circle right there to enter the uh, neighborhood. Let's take a look at the market and see what's happened over the last few years. If we look back to 2021, the average sales price in the neighborhood was $306,845. We had 22 homes that sold for the year. They took an average of eight days. The low price was two hundred and forty-two thousand. The high price was three hundred and seventy-five thousand. Homes sold for two point eight percent more than they were listed for in twenty twenty-two. <clears throat> home prices increased one hundred and five thousand dollars, but the sales went from twenty-two in twenty twenty-one to thirteen in twenty twenty-two. They took an average of thirteen days, so we went from eight to thirteen days. The low price was three hundred and fifty-five thousand. The high price was four hundred and ninety thousand. That's a big jump year over year. Now, year to date, this year only three sales have sold. Only three homes have sold year to date in that neighborhood. The average sales price three hundred and sixty-four thousand, which is a drop of about fifty-five thousand over the prior year. Doesn't mean that home values, <coughs> excuse me, in the neighborhood are sliding could be that some smaller homes sold or homes that needed some work cold or some, sold or something like that but sales prices went from 411 615 on average in 2022 to six, $364,000 year to date in 2023 prices range from a low of 355,000 up to a high of 370,000 homes sold for 2.4% more than their initial list price there's currently one home available for sale there have been four sales in the last 365 days, which means you have a three-month supply of inventory. Four sales in 12 months. Four divided by 12 is three. 
which means you have three months worth of supply. It's interesting. I have a cold and my brain is not working correctly. So I'm not sure if what I said makes any sense or not, but there is three months worth of supply of inventory in the neighborhood, which means it would take three months to sell the one house that's listed based on the fact that it took 12 months to sell four. There are about 320 homes in the neighborhood in 2011. Those homes sold on average for $125,042, which means homeowner equity in that specific neighborhood has increased $92 million. $92 million. That is amazing. The elementary school that serves the neighborhood is coming. The middle school is Otwell, and the high school is Forsyth Central. Forsyth Central gets a school chimp score of 88. If you're the type of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, then I suggest you need a school chimp report. A school chimp report is available exclusively from Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, Modern Traditions Realty Group. That's the name of my real estate firm. And it's the only place where you can get a rating or a ranking on the school, get all of the real estate information just specifically for that high school, and then all the demographic information you'd really like. How old is the average home in the neighborhood? What percent uh, the school district? What percentage of homes are rental homes or occupied by homeowners? You know, how, 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 what's the average household income? What's the average educational attainment in areas? There's lots of fascinating information. You can get one by going to gogaddisradio.com. Click on School Chimp or just type in schoolchimp.com if you want to and put in a little information. Tell it if you want to compare one school to another or one school to the average of all schools in Metro Atlanta, and it will spit out a report for you. If you are getting frustrated looking online and not finding a home that works for you and your family and your budget, it could be that you need to search using a different website. If you're searching Zillow or Realtor.com or many other agents or brokerage websites, it could be that you need to switch over and search one website and one website only, and that is SureMLS.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. This is my site. This is our site. It pulls listings from both listing services in Metro Atlanta, which means you're less likely to miss a listing if you search SureMLS.com than if you search other real estate sites out there. Again, it's SureMLS.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. If you're not finding what you're looking for, that could be the solution. It could be that you go there, you type in what you're looking for, and all of a sudden, boom, the listing that is just perfect for you pops up. I say give it a try. Go to SureMLS.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. A few weeks back, I discussed the National Association of Realtors lawsuit. We have several updates about the jury ruling. Um, it was a unanimous jury ruling, and they found the, the, the uh, defendants in the case, which is the National Association of Realtors, the uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, um, Keller Williams, and that's because those were the only ones left in the lawsuit anywhere, which is Caldwell Banker and Century 21 and all those brands had already settled. And Remax, who I'm with, uh, had already settled as well. But those brokerages and the National Association of Realtors were found guilty of conspiring to inflate commissions. And the jury awarded damages of $1.8 billion. Now, that's $1.8 billion with a B. <clears throat> and because it's a... 
uh, the type of case it is, you can have triple the damages. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, but 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 here here's here's what I think. I don't think that any real estate agent you know or have ever dealt with knowingly conspired to inflate the cost of selling the home. The argument is that the National Association of Realtors policy prohibited members of a listing service from putting a listing on the listing service unless it offered a cooperative payment to the buying agent. So, for example, commissions are negotiable. If you decided that you would pay 6% to your agent, the agent might keep 3% for doing the listing portion of the marketing and then might share 3% with the buyer's agent. And the jury found that by doing this and making it mandatory in some cases that consumers, sellers specifically, did not have all of the options that they should have had. So my guess is that we're going to see some decoupling of the buyer's agent commission from the listing agent commission, which means a seller might have an opportunity not to pay it. But remember, market forces are market forces. And if you're in a neighborhood and there's nine homes in the neighborhood, for sale, eight of them, the seller's willing to pay a commission to a buyer's agent, one of them not. Even if the rules say buyer's agents must show all homes, if you were a real estate agent and you knew that the possibility of getting paid on this one listing was really bad, but you knew you'd get paid on all the others, which ones would you show first? And that's part of the problem, they say. The long and short is I think there will be some changes coming to the real estate industry. I don't know exactly what they'll look like. I think there'll be a decoupling of commissions. I think Buyers might have to pay some of their own real estate agent fees if they can't get a seller to pay them, but I'm guessing that it'll take years for all of this to unfold, and my guess is, is that the government will make some <clears throat> ways for commissions to be included in bar borrowers' or buyers' mortgages. That's just my guess. Don't forget to mark your calendar for Saturday, November the 18th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We've got our Modern Traditions Holiday Extravaganza. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the 18th. Again, you can get your pictures with Santa, pick up a free pie for Thanksgiving, and participate in other fun activities. I'll be there, and I'd love to meet you. You can sign up at gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. <clears throat> Before you list your home with anybody in Metro Atlanta, we think you should talk to us because there's so many different ways to sell a home that it can be confusing what's the right thing to do for you, what makes the best sense when it comes to time and money and inconvenience and all of that. You can reach us by calling 770-497-0000. Thank you so much for listening to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We'll be back same time, same channel next week. And, again, we celebrate and are thankful for all United States military veterans today and, in fact, every day. We'll see you next week, Atlanta. Take care. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Big moments in U.S. history. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I. The armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The timing of this holiday is quite deliberate in terms of historical fact. But somehow it always seems quite fitting to me that this day comes deep in autumn when the colors are muted and the days seem to invite contemplation. We are gathered at the National Cemetery, which provides a final resting place for the heroes who have defended our country since the Civil War. This amphitheater, this place for speeches, is more central to the cemetery than at first might seem apparent. For 
All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them and remember what they did, and memories are transmitted through words.